Hello everyone, this is Sebastian and uh, today we're going to be talking about rental property and just the beginning stages of uh, looking into your first rental property, your next rental property and uh, we're talking about single family homes between one and four units and um, we're going to be talking about two particular people, these are two brothers, two engineers they are about 28 and 29 years old uh, Tommy and Thomas and they're in the beginning stages of purchasing a rental property and so today we're going to be talking about that before we do that let me say uh, we myself my name is Sebastian I'm 35 years old my wife Salud she we're now working as a real estate team and uh, this is going to be our third year working together as realtors we help people purchase property sell property we help investors flip homes and buy rental property and uh, we also put the teams together to go from A to Z when flipping a house or when buying rental property so we help people purchase with renovations additions new construction and uh, the more we get into this business the more we see that construction and knowing about cost managing permits working with the cities with architects with drafters with contractors really help our business move forward and it helps our clients understand what they're buying a little bit more and also help us Um, it really is helping us uh, create a different niche within the real estate market and also help them uh, make good decisions when it comes to investment properties, buying or selling. Okay, and so uh, today, like I said, I wanted to talk to you guys about Tommy and Thomas. So I met, we were in Pasadena having lunch one uh, one day with Salud and myself. And uh, we went to Panda Express, I think, across the street on Lake in Pasadena and uh, I think I was on the phone talking to someone about real estate and someone next to me a young guy maybe had to be about 25 years old and uh, and he he heard me talking about real estate and he I think he was prospecting for his business but uh, you know he started our conversation and he asked me if I did real estate if I could help one of his friends buy a, a home and I said, 100%, yeah, I can definitely help you out. So we exchanged numbers. We became friends on Instagram. And we met for that particular friend. It didn't pan out. Fast forward six months from then, then he texted me saying that he had a couple of friends that that from high school that he wanted to refer us to. Because he has seen my content on Instagram and different places. And so we got a referral from, from him to meet Tommy and Thomas. So we met at Starbucks and we did a needs analysis. So usually when we uh, when we get referred to a new client, usually we have a phone conversation. I ask them some qualifying questions just to make sure that they are ready and able to buy. And then also asking them about what they want and need in their next property. And uh, sometimes they want a single family home, sometimes a duplex, sometimes they want a place that they want to live in. And sometimes uh, the... Uh, in this um in this scenario they want a rental property and so i think they 
they inherited a property from their parents and they're living in the property so now they have saved some money and they want to they want to buy a rental property and start their portfolio that way so okay so we meet at starbucks and they have a lot of questions they they subscribe to biggerpockets.com and so whenever i meet people that subscribe to bigger projects i know a couple of things i know that they that real estate essentially is their hobby number one they love real estate most of the time that they want they listen to the podcast they're on the website they read the books and so a lot of the times when people i meet from bigger pockets they're a lot more knowledgeable than your average person and they have done the groundwork already so they're learning about financing about finding properties about who they want to work with as far as a realtor and what qualities they want the realtor to have so it becomes a lot easier for me to have those conversations because now i don't have to teach them the basics and foundational uh, terms and and uh, processes within real estate so Okay, so I start talking to them and I ask them, well, how much money do you guys have? They each have $60,000 and they want to buy a rental property. They're qualified for financing up to $600,000. And so we started identifying different places, that different cities that we can look into. So at this time, we for, for that purchase price, we can look into uh, El Sereno. Pacoima, uh, maybe Azusa, La Puente, Covina, Glendora. So all of those places, as far as purchase price, tends, tend to be similar. You can get the same size houses a lot of the times. and uh, But the demographics are different. The economics are different. The rental amounts are different. The people you are, you're going to be renting to is slightly different. And so you have to you have to pay attention to that and then also one of the strategies that we use with investors is we help them purchase and then we help them also create another a second unit within the property uh, with an ADU so that's converting the garage into a second unit ADU accessory dwelling unit this is what they wanted to do and so different cities are gonna have different uh, parameters when it comes to getting permits they're going to charge different fees the timing is going to be different so those are things that are a lot of moving parts and you have to assess all those things and see what the timing is how much money they have to spend and uh, put them in the best situation possible right and so they're doing a i'm asking them also uh i i guess when i come from an education background i used to be a teacher and so a lot of the times i do I do want to put accountability on the clients also and not just for me to say, yes, I think you should buy this property. And when, in my thinking, when I do that, then everything falls on me. So if something goes wrong, it's going to be 100% on me. So I want to put some of the accountability on the client also. So what I ask them to do is I'm teaching them, well, first I'm teaching them how to assess um, the potential rent that they can get from the main unit and the ADU. And so I, I tell them different websites to go to, like Zillow, Rent, look at the MLS, 
rentometer.com Westside Rentals Craigslist and so what you do is you get an average of all of those rents and then you start paying attention to what a what uh, one bedroom one bath is bringing in as far as rents a studio a one bedroom a two bedroom three bedroom four bedroom different square footages different sizes for the living space and so on for different amenities what happens is the more you learn the more you start paying attention to that then number one the more comfortable you're going to be with actually purchasing a property and number two it's going to allow you to make a decision a little bit faster so if i say if i said to you or send you an email with four houses one in Covina, one in Glendora, one in Azusa, one in Pasadena. Then, because you already know and have researched the rental markets in those areas, then you're gonna know that a three-bedroom, two-bath is bringing in X amount of dollars per month, and a one-bedroom is bringing in X amount of dollars. So, when you do your assessment and you plug it into a calculator or a spreadsheet, then you're gonna easily see what's coming out and what's coming in as far as revenue it's just going to make it a lot easier for you and what happens is if people are fearful if people don't know where to get the information then they're never going to pull the trigger and put an offer on the property so i encourage you guys to look at all those numbers and start becoming familiar with all that and becoming familiar with everything that you're going to have to pay out also when when purchasing a property everything from a down payment to closing costs to uh, insurances the full PITI payment which is principal interest taxes and insurance and then cap X which is ongoing maintenance on the property uh, potential management fees maybe you're not gonna manage it yourself and you're gonna let someone else manage it for you so that can be anywhere between six and twelve percent of the monthly rent so you have to plug all those numbers in and make sure that that you're that all those numbers are covered with the with the rental amount and that you still have some passive cash flow income coming in so i uh, yeah, and we can get a little bit more into that in different podcasts. But as of now, I'm just saying, do your research, put all the numbers in, and understand those numbers to make sure that you feel comfortable with all of those. So that's exactly what we're doing with them. And again, I'm putting the accountability on them. And so I am giving them a little bit of homework. I know some clients maybe are going to say, well, Sebastian, like, I don't want to do homework. I, I'm busy with my work and I'm busy with everything I'm doing. I, I want you to do all those numbers for me, which I can do. But I believe this is the whole principle of teaching someone to fish as opposed to giving them fish to eat for that day. And so in my perspective, I think education is key. And I believe that giving them the information and teaching them how to get that information is going to allow them to not have to depend on me in the future so if they go to a different state they go to a different city that i don't service it's not close to me here or for whatever reason if we if we cut ties 
and we end up not working with each other in the next two, three, and four years, which I doubt, but it could happen. But at least they learn the process, and now they can do it with anyone else. So I know that's that could be counterintuitive for me building a business, but I believe that I believe in good karma, number one, and doing good by people, and I believe in doing the right thing. And I think that if you do the right thing with your clients, that that builds loyalty, and that when they go to open houses and meet other realtors, and when family members say you should work with your cousin, he's a realtor, and they get a half loyalty towards me, and because I have taught them everything I know, and they're not gonna go with the next realtor they see or the next realtor that offers them. A cut of their commission or whatever, because they know the the value that I bring to the table is a lot stronger, is a lot more than anything a dollar amount can do. So, so that's my take on that. And so, what I wanted to discuss today in my walk, in my in my walk, in my walk, my walk with FICO is that at this point we're in this scenario we're in this situation now so they have all the information we've seen several houses one of the brothers did not see all of the houses so this weekend the the plan is to go show him all the properties also and then i know that they're going to be hesitant to put an offer on one of those properties they've gone through the numbers they've seen they've seen the rental amounts they've seen a lot of information and i know that it's going to be difficult for them to actually pull the trigger so my job i think it's a little bit loud over there so. so my job i hope that you guys can hear everything but my job is going to be to make it easy for them i'm going to press the easy button so i told them look let's go take a look at the properties if there's a property that you actually want to put an offer in then i'm going to put a sorry i'm going to put a report together where we're going to see all the money going out, all the money coming in, all the projections in the next 3 and 5 years and 10 years which you can expect from the market, which you can expect from rents going up, inflation also, maintenance concerns, all the money that you're going to have to put into renovations if needed and also the ADU and what the return on that investment could be. So once I put all of that together, I think it's going to be a lot easier for them to actually put an offer on a property. And me as a realtor, you know I only make money when someone successfully buys a property. So is it my best interest to do the actual work and actually put all those things together? So I think a lot of people whether you're a a home buyer trying to purchase your first property to live in or an investor trying to purchase your first rental property, I think initially there's going to be some pullback when it comes to writing an offer and so there's i think different things that you can do to get away from that and maybe you're a realtor trying to write an offer for your client and they're a little bit concerned and hesitant so the more information you put in front of them the easier it's going to be for them to feel comfortable and also if a property say is the first couple of properties They're listed for six hundred thousand. They've been sitting on the market for some time. You have a little bit of leverage. So even if you think it's not, they're not going to accept the offer. We'll put an offer for five fifty, if it's realistic, or 
even if it's not realistic, put an offer for five fifty, and start negotiating. Because what people are concerned about and scared about is that first time they have to sign a uh, contract. They haven't seen a full purchase contract before. They haven't read the contract. They're scared of the contingencies. They're scared of all the the legalities about it. They're scared to actually put pen to paper or even in DocuSign. So let them get let them have that ex- experience first. They're gonna they're gonna sign. The first time is gonna be very difficult for them to sign. And then on the se- second offer, a little bit less difficult. Third offer, a little bit less difficult. And so you'll start seeing how after it's just they're popping them out like nothing. They're like, oh yeah, where's the next offer? Let's write three offers at the same time. That's just the nature of the business. Um, by no means am I saying just write offers to write offers because there's a seller on the other side that gets excited also. So again, we believe in we believe in good karma. So let's keep that in mind. But I'm saying, as a strategy, initially, first offer, second offer, write an offer, and who knows? Maybe there is room for negotiations as far as price. So they're going to be willing to accept your offer, depending on a lot of different factors. So the point of the story is get get the information needed enough to feel comfortable enough to. Feel empowered to make a decision, and that's going to be true in life also. Whenever you don't have enough information, you feel that the problem is it.、Um, the problem becomes bigger when you don't have enough information. But when you have information and you have a plan to follow, then it's just think about the next best step that you can make to get closer. To your goal. So for now, that's all I have. We are gonna go into、uh, different things about putting offers, strategies,、um, negotiating, buying rental property, looking at actual numbers for rental property in the different forms I mentioned. So stay tuned. And if you are looking to purchase a property or sell a property, invest in real estate. Flipping houses or rental property, send me a message, and I'm confident that we can help you out. So, in the meantime, have a great day, have a great weekend. This is Sebastian Keller Williams, Realty Pasadena. My number is six two six three seven five six seven four four, and I look forward to being with you guys on the next podcast. Have a nice day.